This is a main hustle media podcast. It sounds like one of the names they would have for a monarch. It's like Queen Javia the first, black radical queer, queer Negro women. All the way from the A, you listen to my favorite lesbian on BRQ. Hey, stay locked in with your favorite lesbian on black radical queer. Yeah. Hey y'all, this is Javi Nicole, aka your favorite lesbian, and you're listening to Black Radical Queer Podcast, our stories on our own terms. We need each other to survive and thrive. We are obliged to lift up, honor, and hold space for our self-determination to fight for our lives and to remind each other of our worth and that none of us are disposable. In a time and place where we LGBT, STGNC, POC are hurt, isolated, silenced, murdered, imprisoned, disappeared, and deported, it is a radical act of self and community love to name our trauma and needs and to love each other fiercely to meet those needs. From Breaking Isolation, Self-Care, and Community Care Tools for Our People by the Audre Lorde Project. Welcome back to another episode of Black Radical Queer Podcast. I am your host, Javia Nicole. I'm really I'm grateful to have you back here with me today. Um, what I wanted to focus on for this particular episode is the concept of community care. Now, I know in a previous episode, I talked about self-care, um, the importance of self-care and really uh, making it something that is habitual and that is a part of our, our regular lives so that we can really cultivate this baseline of wellness for ourselves. And that's really important. Um, We do need some type of kind of default wellness setting. Um, And that's not something that we really get to focus on a lot. And the way that self-care is portrayed, like I um, mentioned in the previous episode, is is limited to, to these very specific things. So I talked about, you know, looking at that in a broader way and just the importance of us implementing self-care into our regular lives. So um, particularly as marginalized people. So if you haven't listened to that episode, um, it's called self-care. So you can um, check it out. But on this episode, I kind of wanted to talk about um, another facet of wellness and um, community care is something that's definitely important. We live in a society that is very individualistic, right? So we are we are told these things that um, really reinforce this idea of um, you being by yourself. So it's like, you know, every man for himself or, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and that type of thing. But the reality is we are, even though um, our society portrays things in such an individualistic manner, we are in fact not individualistic people. We are a communal people and we need one another uh, to survive. And the reality is we, is that we cannot, we cannot survive if we are just a single solitary person because that isolation is real. So we really do need to, um, not just care for ourselves, but care for one another. And that can really help to contribute to our overall wellness. So I wanted to focus on community care today. So, um, one of the things that, one of the reasons why community care is so important is because 
since our society is very individualistic, we find a lot of people that are um, in this place of severe isolation, severe um, extreme disconnection, feeling very uh, lonely and um, feeling this unwanted solitude because you can definitely have your times where you want to be alone, you know, where you feel alone but not lonely, where you find comfort in your solitude. But when we look at um, a long-term, this long-term idea of wellness and we look at what are the things we need to not just survive, but actually thrive, not just, you know, exist, but actually live. Having that type of um, disconnection and isolation is not very sustainable. And if it, it if you do sustain, like, you know, sustain it over the long term is not necessarily the best quality of life because we are a communal interdependent people. And the reality is we do need a connection uh, with other people, whether that is intellectual connection, emotional connection, physical connection, you know, just um, sharing space with folks. We need to know that we're not alone in the things that we experience. We need connection as a means of affirmation, you know, um, connection as a vehicle to really uh, shift away from the oppression and the dehumanization that we experience on a regular basis. So when you're a marginalized person, you know, you live in a world that is constantly, constantly um, challenging, downplaying, uh, disrespecting your humanity. So being able to engage in community care is a way to uh, combat that and to really be able to bounce back from that. It's a way for us to be able to affirm one another in a world that does not inherently affirm us. So it's really important. I was reading this article about during the AIDS, uh, like AIDS epidemic or AIDS crisis, this article that was talking about lesbians taking care of gay men and how before then there had been a lot of separation between lesbians and gay men. It was valid. You know, um, lesbians felt like, you know, men benefit from male privilege. Uh, men were not trying to necessarily include them in certain things and share space with them in certain ways. And um, they were tired of it. And I completely, completely <laughs> understand that. But when um, the community was really ravaged um, by this, uh, by AIDS, then they um, really kind of stepped into this role of being their brother's keeper and, um, and taking care of them. Now, I do want to note, or I do want to like mention, of course, we have that, um, that, uh, what's the word? We have uh, the common theme of, you know, women taking care of folks, women taking care of men, you know, and being the caretakers and the nurturers. So um, although, you know, it was really um, a really loving thing for them to step into this role and care for these men, there's also that common ongoing narrative that we always deal with of women being the caretakers. So when we look at this concept of community care, um, the idea of reciprocity is very much important. Um, we don't want to just interact in a way where we're putting women in a position to once again be nurturers and be caretakers and to be providers and, you know, to be the ones who are doing the work of caring, you know, doing the work of taking care of everybody and not getting care in return. And that's not what community care is about. Community care is about reciprocity. So 
we want to be able to engage in a way where we are able to help meet the needs of our sisters, brothers, siblings, you know, our people, and where our needs are also getting met. And I think that is, you know, so important. And it's, it's kind of like the crux of community care. Um, so it helps us to engage in a way that is uplifting, that is affirming, um, as opposed to us just being draining. So, um, and there are, you know, uh, there are many ways that we can do that. But I think that one of the best examples that I've um, seen is from the Audre Lorde Project, where they talked about community care. So I'm going to just read a little bit from that. So um, the quote in the beginning was from this particular writing from the Audre Lorde Project. Um, Y'all already know Audre Lorde is near and dear to me. So, yeah. But um, I think this is really, really important. So a quote from there says, we have been taught and conditioned to turn to the state in moments of crisis and trauma, to turn out and away from the communities and relationships that hold us. Let us find each other and radically turn into each other with love, consensually present each other with our hurts and needs, and strategize as community to get those needs and desires met. We must remember, share, and practice strategies for grounding, support, resilience, transformation, and accountability. We must support one another's, support each other's wellness. One way to do this is, you know, basically strategize with your community, um, have a wellness plan, and I'm all about the wellness plan life. Um, I will include this link in the show notes because it is a, a wonderful resource, but it's this idea of being able to strategize. I think strategize is a great word. Um, strategize with your community, with your network for how you all can care for one another, not making assumptions about what that looks like, you know, but actually just asking each other, what is it that you need? How can I help? Um, not assuming that we know what's needed. Um, one of the things that is very common is that when we think of, about helping someone, caring for someone, uh, meeting someone's needs, we assume that we know what that person needs. So a great example of this is in um, when we think about homeless people. Okay, so we have, you know, homeless people in our community. And a lot of times when we pass homeless people on the street or whatever, you know, sometimes people will just hand money or hand food or just, you know, kind of hand whatever. But the thing is, we don't actually, we don't actually ask homeless folks what they need. So we make a lot of assumptions. And so we may, you know, roll up on somebody and be like, you know, here, just handing them something when, you know, a way to approach that situation and approach that person with dignity would be to ask them, you know, what is it that you need? Or is there anything that I can, you know, help you with at this time or something like that? Because we do assume that we just know. And so I think that um, our dealings with homeless people is one of the prime examples of that. But we also do that um, across the board. We do that in our relationships, uh, our friendships, whatever. We do that across the board. Another way that we re- that we do that a lot is, let's say, in our um, in our intimate relationships, not necessarily just romantic, but our friendships, any our close relationships. So. What we do is we will show love and attention and affection 
to someone based on what we want to receive, not based on what they want to receive. So when we think about this concept of love languages, I'm all about that life. I love the concept of love languages because it's so important. Your love language um, does not, just because something is your love language doesn't mean that that's that person's love language. We have to really um, tailor things in a way that will be received, not in the way that we're um, accustomed to giving. So when we think about, when we put that in the context of community care, it, you know, reminds us that it's very important for us to ask one another what we need, how do you need it, you know, what will help you to receive this as opposed to assuming like, oh, well, this is what I like to do. So this is the right thing to do. I can say, oh, well, what I like to do is, um, you know, hand out food or whatever. Okay, great. Um, or, you know, when a, a friend is in need, what I like to do is bring food to them. But what if that is not what they need? What if they're like, you know what? I have food. I don't need food. I just need for you to spend some time with me. Quality time is their love language. I just need some time with you because I've been spending so much time by myself. I don't even need the food, you know, that kind of thing. So we have to be more mindful of that and make sure that we are um, approaching things from the perspective of what does this person need and asking them because they are the authority on themselves. You don't know what they need better than they know, you know. Um, so we have to really kind of shift away from that and not make those assumptions. Um, so that's one of the things that's very important about community care and why I like that quote from the Audre Lorde Project, because it talks about strategizing. So if you're strategizing with someone, then you have to, you know, factor in their input. So it doesn't allow you to just, you know, assume, you know, it's, it's something that's a joint effort. And so I think it's a really, uh, re really important distinction. Another thing in terms of community care is that, you know, because we we're in a world where we rely so much on um, social media, social networking, technology. And those are, you know, great things. I'm not someone who's like, oh, technology is evil, you know, that type of thing. But because we're able to really traverse, you know, continents and you know, time zones and all that type of stuff, utilizing technology we don't necessarily spend as much in-person time. And um, so that leaves some people feeling very isolated. And um, so a part of community care is really combating that isolation by coming together to network, to break bread, to really share space in a physical sense. Now, that's not to downplay the importance of social media and social networking because you can also find community in that. And there, there has been a lot of community work and community care using that as a vehicle. Absolutely. Um, but we also don't want to lose sight of actually being in one another's presence. Both are very valuable. Both are needed. We need that time in one another's presence because we have this chronic isolation to combat, you know, um, but we also, you know, are able to look at community on a larger scale because of uh, the access that technology gives us. Um, but we don't want to only rely on that because everybody does not have access to that. I talk about accessibility a lot, but it's a very important thing to consider. Um, everybody does not have access to um, to technology in the same way. Everyone is not as tech savvy. Um, and then when we think about, let's say, even like elders in our community um, that, you know, may not spend as much time on social media as we do, um, they still are deserving of care and connection 
regardless of whether they have a Facebook or not, whether they're on Twitter or Instagram or not, they still are deserving. And so we want to make sure that when we think about community care and caring for one another, that we are committed to showing up in a variety of ways, that we want that care and that love and that affection to be as accessible as possible by all of our people, not just those who can access social media, those who are not, you know, local to you can definitely benefit from, you know, that uh, using technology to have access. But for those who can't use that, you know, them not being left out just because they don't, they're not on social media. And two, I know that a lot of folks are, you know, in some regards, shifting away from social media, some, you know, we do want to kind of regain some of the physical connection, some of the in-person, the real-time connection that we have lost to technology because we become so reliant on it. So I think that, uh, you know, looking at community care um, in a holistic way involves us, you know, doing things in person as well as online, using both of those as resources. So the, um, and then another thing too with community care is that we want to look at our um, relationships um, and how interconnected they are. It's not just by romance, you know, it's not just, you know, we have all types of communities that we exist in. So we are connected to each other and looking at it like we need each other as a network, as opposed to, you know, just looking at ourselves and those people that we're like romantically involved with. Uh, Platonic relationships are very important. Platonic intimacy and affection is very important. So we don't want to downplay the importance of um, building and um, really strengthening platonic relationships because they're they're very important too. And that's, they're an integral part of community care. We don't only care for those people who we are romantically involved with or sexually involved with. You know, we can care for people who we have a more platonic relationship with, but we're all still connected to one another. Um, Particularly as marginalized people, we do need one another. Um, We gain strength from one another. We are stronger together as opposed to being this assortment of like individuals, you know, when we really band together, we we benefit from that. So um, I think that it's very important that we keep that in mind. Um, So yes, self-care is very important. Um, I do think that you know, we have to get into the habit of doing things for ourselves to work toward our wellness. Um, we get so caught up in, you know, everything else that we have going on that we tend to neglect that. But the another part of that is also community care. Us um, maintaining and strengthening and developing connections with people who, um, who are our community, who we can uh, work together with, strategize with to meet each other's needs. Um, because we have a wealth of resources and a wealth of talents and skills and knowledge in our community. So if we really um, work together, we can benefit from each other's strengths. You know, if I have a need and you have a need, uh, we may be able to help each other and it'll help both of our wellness. Um, You know, it'll help both of us to become stronger and to uh, be better ultimately. So it's something that's very important. We're not islands. You know, we really are communal and we do need each other. Um, I think that because our society is so individualistic, we have kind of gotten to a place where we feel like we don't need anybody. But there's no way that, you know, you can survive as a solo entity completely because we rely on somebody for something. 
whether it's we rely on, you know, wherever we go to get our food, uh, our housing, whatever, we are relying on somebody for something. So we can't get so immersed in our individuality and in our um, isolation or just us being by our damn selves. And, you know, we can't be so immersed in that, that we lose sight of the community and what we uh, provide for one another. You know, we, what we do for one another and we are vital. We are vital to each other's survival and to us getting to a place where we can finally thrive because, you know, we've been in survival mode forever. Um, no one knows how to care for us. Like we know how to care for us. There's no one else that we can rely on to do that. So we really um, have to do that for one another. And, you know, that can look, you know, a, a variety of ways that can be everything from, you know, supporting people who are um, less fortunate than you in your community, asking them what their needs are and then seeing what can be done to meet those needs that also can look like, you know, supporting the businesses and the brands and the projects of people in your community. Um, that can look like you just checking on people. You know, a simple check-in can make a huge difference. You reaching out to, you know, a friend or family member or, you know, just someone in your community and just to see how they're doing. But one of the biggest ways that we can do that is just simply by starting with asking, genuinely asking each other, what do you need? And being receptive to that and, and, and being willing to be vulnerable and expressing what we need, being able to be honest if we're not able to meet a need, because it's not the end of the world if you specifically are not that person who can meet that need. That's okay. There's somebody else who can do it and you may be able to help find that person, but we can't let our pride basically prevent us from adequately caring for each other because it's like, oh, well, I can't do this thing. I'm ashamed that I can't do it. Now, I, you know, I feel some type of way when you have other skills that you can offer and other things that you can bring to the table to provide care. We're not all, you know, we have different, you know, abilities and skill sets. So we have a wide range of things that we can bring to the table when we come together. So um, we don't, you know, if someone is expressing a need to us, we don't have to assume that we need to be that person who can meet it. And I think that we are so accustomed to kind of getting into solution mode. You know, when people come to us with things, we're like, oh, how can I fix it? When you may not be the person to do that. Um, you may help facilitate them, you know, being connected to someone who can better help them. But we don't have to be the automatic problem solvers and have a solution or whatever. Or sometimes what the, the thing that's being met is they just need to be heard and understood and, you know, share space with someone. And that is meeting a need as well. So that's why it's important for us to ask one another, you know, um, for us to really talk to one another about what we do need, how we can support each other, how we can have reciprocity so that, you know, we are dealing with so many things that drain us so that we're not adding to that list. We're not draining one another. We can really, you know, help to reinforce one another, you know, from especially because we deal with so much burnout and uh, exhaustion just from the world at large, like being oppressed is exhausting, <laughs> you know. So we really do need each other to um, to be able to stay strong in the midst of that. So um, I wanted to, you know, come to you all and just kind of talk a little bit about community care, uh, because I don't want for anyone to think that self-care is the end all be all. It's absolutely important, but it is not the end all be all. <laughs> you know, we um, there's a 
there's like a nuance, there's nuance to what uh, we need to kind of comprise our care, comprise our wellness. You know, it, it's, it's made up of a lot of things. And so self-care is one of those elements. Community care is one of those elements. You know, we can't understate the importance of connection and feeling understood and feeling cared for and feeling like you're not alone, you know, uh, feeling like you're not isolated, like you don't have to face everything by yourself. You have comrades, you have people who are willing to stand side by side with you and fight with you and, you know, engage with you and strategize with you about how can we get our needs met so we can be as healthy as we can, as well as we can in the midst of this uh, systemic oppression. You know, how can we do that? So community care is definitely something that we need to remain mindful of. I would love to hear your thoughts on what community care is and, um, you know, kind of the importance of it, or is it something that you've even thought about before? Um, another uh, quote from the Audre Lorde Project that really uh, resonated with me, I'll go ahead and read it. It says, when folks ask you for support, remember to listen and follow their lead in lifting up their own self-determination. This is about the person requesting support, so don't make it about you. If you feel you aren't able to meet a need, be clear and honest about that and help strategize another way to meet that need. Folks experiencing or dealing with their own triggers, crisis, trauma may or may not be able to support. Ask. Don't assume anyone is or isn't able to provide support. If you do commit to supporting the needs of community, you may also need support in meeting those needs. So consider creating a wellness plan for yourself. We are enough and we are all we need to survive. We always have been. We're all we've got. Be good to each other. Take care of each other. No comrade left behind. And I think that really sums up the idea of community care. We are all that we got. No one can care for us better than we can care for each other. And with the combination of self-care and community care, it can really get us to a level of wellness to help us shift away from just surviving and being able to thrive in a world that does not want us to do that. You know, we're we're beating the odds. You know, we're going against uh, what systemically has been offered to us. And that is a radical act. It really is. So that's all I have for today. Um, you know, I won't drag it out. <laughs> I will include a link to uh, the writing I was referencing from the Audre Lorde Project and um, so that you can read it for yourself and you can see the resources that are included in there in terms of community care and like wellness plans and stuff like that. Also, of course, with my um, with Sensual, I mentioned Sensual before, my my baby, my little small business. Um Community care is something that is a tenant of what I do. So I do um, this thing called Essential World Care Corner, which is um, about providing holistic care services to the community at events and conferences and things like that. And also um, very much centering uh, marginalized people in my work. And so for I'm very much committed to community care, I think is very important. And that's one of the things, one of the reasons why I even create Essential Well. Um, so we, you know, can be a resource to one another. We can um, have these, you know, wellness plans because that's part of what I do too with Essential Well is create 
wellness plans. I've, you know, done it with individuals, but I've also done it with organizations. Like we can do that on a community level to strategize about how we can best meet each other's needs and care for each other. It's so important. And no one's going to do it if we don't do it. Like nobody else is equipped to do this shit. (laughs) Um, So, all right, y'all. It's been real. Thank you for tuning in. I really, really appreciate you. Um, Let's take care of each other. Like we all we got, you know. All right. So I'll catch y'all next time. And yeah, it's been real. I'm out, y'all. Bye. Black Radical Queer Podcast is all about intersectionality and Black queer folks sharing our stories on our own terms. We navigate an array of identities and BRQ is an outlet where we can see the spectrum of those identities reflected, explored, and celebrated. Black Radical Queer is a main hustle media podcast hosted by Javier Nicole, produced and edited by Charmaine Johnson. Music is by Publicity. You can find us on social media by looking up Black Rat Queer. It's B-L-K-R-A-D-Q-W-R. We are on um, Facebook as well as Instagram and Twitter. Same handle regardless at Black Rat Queer, B-L-K-R-A-D-Q-W-R. We also have a Facebook discussion group that's just called BRQ Discussion Group. And you can also listen wherever you get your podcast. So we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, Google Play, you know, all those types of things. And we have, you know, our home base that's on Lipson, So you can listen on there as well. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Make sure you come on back around next week to see uh, what we have for you. And all right, y'all, I'm out. Main Hustle Media. Turn your side hustle into your main hustle.